Um, anyway, we're going to talk right now about something. And if you've got a cell phone, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's out of control. It is absolutely it's ridiculous. I think we're at the point now where scam calls and texts to our cell phones are just, that's part of the experience now. That's just to be expected. That's the way that it goes. They come with the territory. And there's more of them every day, it seems. The thing that comes to mind for me, though, there has to be an upside for the people who do this, right? There has to still be somebody out there. Maybe it's one a day. Maybe it's a 100 a day. I don't know. That says, oh, okay, and falls for it. Because if there wasn't, they wouldn't keep doing it. So I don't know. It's it's frustrating for most of us, I think. But for some of us, could be catastrophic. I don't know. We're going to find out with Daniel Chai, a lecturer in law, business, and technology at the University of Toronto. Daniel, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. So when we talk about these texts, I mean, they come from all over. But I've really noticed a lot of them now coming from someone claiming to be with a bank. Sometimes it's not even your bank, but sometimes it is. Um, and uh, the numbers that I saw were about 3,000 fake calls reported a day and about 500 fake texts. To me, that doesn't represent even a tiny fraction, right? It's got to be many, many, many times more than that. I think I almost get that many in a year. Yeah, in fact, uh, this is not just uh, a trend here in Canada. It's uh, it's exploded across uh, North America and particularly in the U.S. as well. So there's a lot more. They the estimates is actually in the millions of uh, of these types of texts and uh, uh, spam calls. And the banks is is are these banking ones new? I mean, I've been getting them for a while, but it seems like almost every second one is coming from someone claiming to be from a bank now. Well, scammers have gotten smarter in the sense that they've decided instead of calling from, uh, you know, uh, a foreign country and you can hear their accents yeah. and so forth, uh, they, they realize they can save money by automating their scams through uh, text messages. And the other thing they do is they spoof the numbers. So yes. it looks like it's coming from a legitimate number. It's not. And the website itself is a cut and paste of the code for a legit bank website and so uh it's basically indistinguishable and they use that to get your personal information and to hack into your accounts okay so that's what i wanted to ask you what are they after is it the info and then they can sell the info or are they actually going through and cleaning out people's bank accounts well they're not they're not obviously they're not going to be logging into your accounts uh, through through that uh, specific website but they're using the information for yeah. their own nefarious purposes and that's either to resell it to other uh, hackers on the dark web, or they're, they're going to use that information to take out loans in your name uh, because they can get access to uh, other types of information on there, such as your social insurance number. And uh, if they can, they'll try to hack your your bank accounts by getting your passwords and such. And it must work, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. They wouldn't keep doing this if they didn't get just enough people to keep them going at least. So people are still being taken in by this, right? Yeah, it all comes down to numbers. When you have millions of these uh, uh, fake text messages going out, uh, you only need a very small percentage to to be profitable on it. And like I said, instead of hiring people in a in a call center uh, to to make these scam calls, which takes a lot of time, and people are getting smart about those, 
uh, there it's it's easier and, and fast and cheap for these guys to try to scam people through these spoof text messages. Yeah, I mean, the spoofs are, like you say, it's pretty tough to differentiate. So what do you do? Because they, they do get better. Their 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 tech technique is improving every day. So how do you protect yourself from not falling victim to one of these scams? Knowledge is the key here. Uh, there, there's a website called Canadian Anti-Fraud Center website. Uh, it's run by the uh, RCMP and the federal government. It talks about uh, the current scams that are going on. You can look up and see if what you've encountered is one of those things. The other thing is uh, having a healthy degree of skepticism if uh, you get one of these messages or get a phone call. Uh, most important thing is don't give your personal information or send money under any circumstances. Right. Uh, one of the One of the things that's uh, you know, we see is there's older people, senior citizens that are, are on the internet and, uh, because of isolation, uh, lack of human, uh, you know, interaction and so forth, they're very susceptible to these scams. So people like that should be reaching out to trusted people in their community, like their, uh, you know, like a police officer or a nurse or somebody that they can talk to if they, if they don't have family, um, to discuss what they what uh, the feedback would be on these types of uh, messages or phone calls um, so that's another way of arming and protecting yourself is just making sure you're 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 part of a community and you have people that inter- are interacting with you and you're not just isolated and susceptible because you're lonely and you don't yeah. know better yeah and you, and you just exactly and 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 the worst part is they prey on that right i mean they're they're look that's part of the target group that they're looking for Oh yeah, they're ruthless. Uh, there's, there's no doubts about it that, uh, you're dealing with a gang of, of sociopaths yeah. that, uh, their job is to try to scam and destroy people's lives. I mean, there's, there's so many people that, uh, we all know that have been, and they, they're, they can be educated, they can be, you know, sophisticated individuals, and they just got, uh, scammed and, uh, you wouldn't know better because, uh, these people are basically, uh, you know, a bunch of sociopaths. Um, one last question. And I'll let you get out of here. And I, I see them now and I just delete. I don't even look at them. I never answer my phone. And I think most people are now into that space. But I always hear from people and there's, they're on the text line now when we have this conversation that, oh, I keep them on the line or I, you know, I string them along for weeks or whatever. What's the best approach? I mean, I've heard if you respond at all, now you're a live number and you're just going to get more of these. Well, that's a tough one because a phone is a lifeline. In fact, it should be incumbent on networks uh, to use whatever means necessary, like Bell, for instance, is using artificial intelligence to block these types of messages. Uh, I'll give you a personal example. I stopped answering my phone because it kept getting these these uh, scam calls yeah, yeah. from the CRA and duck cleaning and so forth. And uh, at one point, I had this weird feeling that I should answer this call, which goes against <laughs> my, my, my nature. And it turned out it was actually a job offer from the University of Toronto. So <laughs> I wouldn't be on the phone right now if I hadn't, uh, I guess, gone past my rule and, yeah. and, and answered it. And so I think this is one of those things that people should still answer the phone. Uh, you don't know if it might be your son or daughter or an emergency, yes. uh, something really dramatic. And so answer the phone. But, hey, as soon as you get the ask for, like, what you know, your personal information or money, uh, just say, no, thanks. Hang up. And move on. Yeah, it's yep. tough. It's tough. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate the discussion. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.